Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Joe Cook. Today, I'm joined by Justin Wells and, of course, the English Bulldog Rubble. Make sure you like this video, subscribe to this channel, help us grow the channel so we can continue to bring you great Texas Longhorns football content every single day. And make sure you check out Inside Texas. Today's Thursday. We have a promo ending Saturday where you can get four months of access for just $1. So a quarter per month for the rest of uh, post-spring intel, uh, official visits, summer workouts, and a little bit, if not most, of preseason training camp. Today, Justin, you and I are going to talk a little bit about some of the portal entrants uh, who yesterday we reported uh, would be entering the transfer portal as soon as it opens up on Saturday. Talk about two of the biggest, literally, uh, players coming to town, recruits visiting this weekend, and then we're just going to dive into the spring game. So, Justin, yesterday you were able to break the news that Travell Johnson and Derek Brown plan to enter the transfer portal. Obviously, there was also a report uh, that Brendan Thompson plans to enter the transfer portal. So let's talk about the guys that uh, you were able to break the news on, Travell Johnson, Derek Brown, two redshirt freshmen who did not see any playing time at Texas this past year and uh, are seeking playing time elsewhere. Yeah, you know, I, I, we say this a lot, but it's true. You know, the portal giveth and the portal taketh away. I mean, I'm going to get that stitched on a pillow or something. It's just the nature of college football. You and I have learned that uh, you got to be um, cognizant of those uh, portal windows because it's always something different. Either a kid has hit some adversity, either a kid needs a fresh start, either a a kid got injured and, and got recruited over. Even a kid lost his his spot on the depth chart. It's always a number of things. Maybe he needs to be closer to his family. There's always, you know, there's always an, a, a reason. And I think when we got, got into spring, we noticed that the roster had a few more guys than that were needed. So this was a way of culling the herd, I guess you could say. Um, with Derek Brown, he never really broke into uh, the rotation and got any valuable playing time. Brown, um, he just had a hard time with that transition from high school to college. Uh, it, it, he's going to be a kid that um, he's got a lot of upside, Joe. And, and I think fans, he endeared, him, endeared himself to fans because he was such a big recruiter and he was such a big supporter of Texas. But ultimately, he didn't do the things he needed to do in order to stay a member of the football team. And so going to wish Derek Brown the best of luck. I know he's got a handful of schools that have already uh, started to reach out. And then with Travell Johnson, that's a kid that he came in a little underweight and I, and he was also coming off of an injury his senior year. And so there was, he had a hard time kind of getting back to that junior year form. And, and he's a guy that I, I really like Travell. I, I think he's a kid that in the right system with the right development, he could be a contributor. And, and I think there's a handful of schools that are, have already kind of, kicked the door on, 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 knocked on the door for, for Travell. I wouldn't be surprised to see uh, Utah and Texas A&M get in the mix there as well. Those two guys were, it, it's essentially calling the herd. This is how college football works these days. You, you churn the bottom of the roster. When you bring on a guy like a Trill Carter, who's on campus right now, finishing his official visit to transfer from Minnesota, uh, you have to think, well, there's not going to be any room for a handful of these guys. And a lot of times the writing was on the wall before spring ball even began. You know, Sark is really good about giving them a list. If they get behind what they need to do to get back with either the team, get back into meetings, get back into the flow of things. 
And if the kids don't do everything on that list, you got to go. And so it's, it's, it's basically his meritocracy every day. They have to come in and, and prove themselves. And I think with those two, uh, it's just, you know, they're going to find a, a better spot down the road and, and hopefully get that opportunity. And another thing that as, as funny as this sounds, Ed Ogeron once provided some really sage wisdom. And uh, I'm going to paraphrase because I have to. I think at one point he had to say he was in an interview and was talking about recruiting. And he said, it's my job to recruit better players than what I have on the roster. And I think in the case of that definitely applies in Travell Johnson's case, uh, because if you look at the linebacker class at the Horn sign in 2023, um, those are I mean, if you look at the rankings, I think most of them are more highly touted than than Johnson was. And that's not to say Johnson's a bad football player or anything like that. Right. But Steve Sarkeesian's job, if you go by the Ed Ogeron philosophy, is to recruit better players. And I think he did that at linebacker in the 2023 class. That's um, not exactly the same case, I feel like, uh, with Derek Brooks. Uh, remember, um, not Derek Brooks. Derek Brown. Derek Brown. There we go. Uh, remember, um, that 22 class, one of the big parts of it was Steve Sarkeesian and Pete Kwiatkowski were basically just throwing numbers at edge. Uh, the, the previous regime's recruiting, no matter who the defensive coordinator was, it lacked at the edge. And a part of that had to do with the previous three-down system, although that excuse is I've, – I've used that a lot, that reasoning a lot. That's run out now. Um, but – that was at a time, at least last year, where they just needed to throw numbers and get guys that fit. And that's why you saw them go to the portal right. originally with Ben Davis and Ovia Gofu and Ray Thornton. Um, Brown was one of the numbers that they threw at that problem. Um, and, of course, in addition to some of the things that you mentioned, uh, other guys like Ethan Burke and Jamon Tapp and uh, from this class starting to show a little bit with Colton Vosick, they've been able to – elevate their game. You know, Tassilia Kana is uh, set to join the roster soon. So just a handful of those guys who who fit that bill. Let's kind of get into Brennan Thompson, though. That's going to be the name that most people recognize, despite only having one catch. You know, when you run a 10-2, something like that, in the 3A state finals uh, in the 100 meters, and you uh, are good enough to play both sports at Texas – you're going to get some notoriety, but he only in nine games, he only had one catch, pretty good play against Oklahoma State. But I think a lot of fans were turned off by the fact that he decided to run track this 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 spring instead of go through uh, spring practices with the football team. And I am in no way knocking that. I, I think yeah. that if you're Brennan Thompson and you have the physical gifts that allow you to play football at a high level, um, and to play and to run track at a program like Texas, you take that opportunity. Yeah. Um, but there are several other wide receivers who I think had, you know, came in and they're only doing football. And that's not to say that Brennan was going to fall way far behind, but Jontae Cook's good and he's turning heads and DeAndre Moore's good and he's turning heads and Xavier Worthy's back. Like those are guys who are at that position who – and maybe not in the case of Moore, but those are guys that at that position who are getting steps up as opposed to Thompson, who is there, you know, track's going to help with football, but you're handing off batons. You're not catching passes. And you're even uh, Sarkeesian and Edric Floreal, the UT track coach has mentioned that track shapes a little bit different than football shapes. So uh, Justin, what do you make of the reported 
a decision by Brennan Thompson to uh, enter the transfer portal? Man, I think you nailed it. You know, it, you know, any anybody that has the physical ability to play Division One football and run Division One track, that's special. Like, there's just not a lot of those guys walking down the street, and Brennan Thompson can do that. And you got to give that kid credit. He had the opportunity. He jumped on it. But with every decision comes a consequence. And that consequence, I think it would have been different if Brennan would have been a junior or going into his senior year and had played the receiver position a few years. You have to understand, he didn't really understand the nuances of the position yet. He, he kind of did a little bit of everything at Spearman High School out in West Texas. And he was just trying to learn how to play wide receiver. And so in the early couple seasons, you, you really need 12 months of football. You, you, you really can't take a take a vacation and go hang out and run track for, for three or four months. Not that you don't have the ability and not that it's wrong, but you're making a sacrifice. You're sacrificing that opportunity to, to gain knowledge and to get better and get those spring reps that we see that these kids desperately need. He traded that for an opportunity to run track, and that was his decision. And now he's got to you know live with that decision. That being said, you know, Brennan was a good kid. Great family. Miss Bonnie's a wonderful lady. I wish those guys nothing but the best if that if he winds up, uh, you know, obviously leaving. But, you know, if Brennan was a junior or senior who had had playing time and understood the position and knew his plays and knew everything that was going on, I don't think this would have been much of an issue, actually. But you bring in a brand new wide receiver coach and you miss him for six months like that is tough. If you're that wide receiver coach, you have to use what you've got. And you can't just say, well, Brennan will be here in June. Brennan will be here in July. It, for a new wide receiver coach trying to get his footing, you, you got to go with what you got. And like you said, Chante Cook, DeAndre Moore, look. <laughs> this was an example of Sark doing what Ed Orgeron talked about. He recruited better players. Jonte Cook, DeAndre Moore in that instance. And that was his job. It just happened to be Brendan May. He, he, he's not, you know, he, he wound up, he's going to look for somewhere else to play ultimately. And, and you know, give him the credit. I think he's going to have opportunities, Joe. You don't run a 10-2 and not get people's attention. But what he needs is a lot of football. He needs not just the 12-13 game season in the fall. This kid needs the offseason. He needs strength and conditioning. He needs to, to run the seven-on-sevens with the quarterbacks when they get those guys together. He needs to have all that stuff done. He missed all that. And that kind of misses his opportunity. He gets to run track, but at the end of the day, football became secondary. And at the University of Texas, you're on a football scholarship, buddy. That's primary. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes. So doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M 
Noom.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Yeah, I mean, I'm just trying to think. There have been plenty who have done the double. Uh, John Burke. It's a challenge. It is a challenge. And, and John uh, Burke did it, remember, as a vet, too. Right, he did, and it was it was tough, and it it probably ate some into his playing time. I think he – I think – I think that um, he did everything. I think he, he was into his development, Joe. And he was an All-American, um, you know, at track as a hurdler. Uh, but when your route tree expands from what Sterling Gilbert was offering, it, you know, makes it tough when you got to practice a little bit different. So three guys uh, entering the portal, definitely something to track over on Inside Texas. Again, the portal opens up uh, for non-grad transfers on April 15th, runs through April 30th. Uh, Inside Texas on three is the place to check out for all that information. Uh, Real quick, so spring game coming up, and I think we needed to talk about two visitors. Uh, We have a visitors list over on Inside Texas. You can check that out. It's been posted uh, yesterday, and we'll have one coming up tomorrow on Friday in the humidor. Uh, But there are two big ones, two literal big ones. Brandon Baker, uh, modern-day offensive tackle from the West Coast, number 25, in the country, uh, overall prospect, Daniel Calhoun from Walton High School in Roswell, Georgia, number 76. Both those guys are making their way to the 40 acres on Saturday. And, and Justin, man, I don't know if there have been guys who have been this big and this talented on the offensive line making a visit since, I don't know, maybe last year or two years ago. Hey, listen, you know, at this point, I, I trust whatever Kyle Flood does. I really do. With fans over the past few years, you didn't get that. You know, Herb Hand would bring in a handful of guys and the fans would kind of, are you going to handle this recruitment? You know, there was a lot of, uh, it was contentious to say the least. Kyle Flood has erased all that narrative. This guy goes and gets who he wants, ultimately. And so the fact that they're spreading their wings a little bit, going out of state, looking at guys like a Brandon Baker out of modern day, the top tackle in the country, uh, a Daniel Calhoun from SEC country. We've seen this staff hunt in Alabama, Mississippi, Tennessee, Louisiana, Florida, Georgia. Like they have no problem throwing lures out in that area to see what they could catch as they get prepared to, to, to play in the SEC in 2024. With those two guys, I think – Flood is in a position of, 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 you know, leverage because they've done so well in the last two signing classes. They don't necessarily have to push any certain individual, I feel like, in this cycle. And there's a couple guys that they've identified early in state that they love. Daniel Cruz, North Richland Hills, that kid is criminally underrated. He is a future star at center. I love where Texas stands with him. Ori Williams gigantic size 18 cat shoes out of out, out of San Marcos uh, Bennett Warren another kid out of uh, Fort Bend Christian down in Houston so they've got their eyes on a handful of these guys DeAndre Carter 
teammate of Brandon Baker. Uh, he's been on campus for that first junior day, I believe. And so I like that Texas is in a position where they don't have to necessarily push for these guys. They, they get to fill it out, get that, let the evaluation process kind of take over. And that list is going to grow. Like you said, that we had a new list posted yesterday afternoon. We'll have even more notes in the humidor recruiting version on Friday morning. But Brandon Baker and, and, and Daniel Calhoun, two years ago, I don't think those two guys make this visit. I don't think Texas is that alluring two seasons ago. Now, with what Flood's been able to do, with what the offense has been able to do, and what this recruiting staff has been able to do, stacking top five, top three classes, now Brandon Baker is interested. Now a Calhoun is interested. And that's all you need to build that foundation. I'm with you. There's going to be plenty more uh, making their way, including both Texas 2024 commits. They'll be in town. So make sure you check out Inside Texas. But, Justin, of course, we got to talk about the spring game. Orange-white game will be here. You'll be in town. I'll be back in town. And, uh, man, this is going to be – I'm looking forward to this one because it doesn't sound like a smorgasbord of plays just thrown at you uh, and hoping that Longhorn Network gets to show them. Um, this kind of seems like an actual game based off what Steve Sarkeesian said on Tuesday, based off uh, what he even added uh, on the horn on Wednesday as well. We're going to see a game, and he said he's going to draft the teams. He's the team owner and the commissioner, so I'm looking forward to that. One thing I'm really looking forward to seeing is communication. You know, that was one of the big themes of defense last year. You heard Jaron Thompson talk about it. You heard Anthony Cook, Janae Barron. Well, if they're drafting teams, you may get, and I wrote about this on Inside Texas, just for example, you may get Larry Turner Gooden, who I don't think he saw much action, if any, last year, uh, with Jaron Thompson over at safety. So how are those two communicating? And then how is Larry Turner Gooden communicating to either the star or the cornerback right by him? That's what I'm really looking forward to seeing. And it's not just at the secondary, it's at linebacker you know if whether that there's a player right by Jalen Ford or right by David Benda you know if Leon Leonga LaFowle is kind of on and on his own out there um offensive line you know if if Jake Majors is there with a true freshman guard or uh, any other combination I want to see how those guys handle things like stunts or uh tricky plays in the secondary or some RPOs if they show any stuff like that that's what I'm going to be looking for for you, what are you going to be trying to check out when the Longhorns face the Longhorns this Saturday? When the orange faces the white, the orange, we call it the spring game. They call it the orange white scrimmage. The first thing I look for is the same thing I look for every single year out of the spring game. It's the same thing players look for. It's the same thing coaches and the same thing parents look for. Number one, numero uno overall, injury free. That's the most important thing that happens on Saturday. Number one. Now, after that, let's see what some of these these younger guys are looking like. These early en enrollee freshmen. Let's see what the development from last year's freshmen, those red shirt freshmen, couple sophomores, kind of see where they're at. I'm with you on the offensive line. With Cole Hudson not coming back till June 1st, there's been some competitions opening up at right guard and, and potentially some other spots with some cross training. I'm curious to see how those guys look. Cam Williams on the inside, possibly Hayden Connor at, at center. Uh, Peyton Kirkland. I want to see what 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 the, probably one of the best young offensive linemen that came in the last class. I want to see what he looks like. But I think ultimately, 
I like what you said about communication, man. That's huge. That's a coach speak right there. You know, are, are y'all talking to each other? Y'all on the same page? Do you understand what we're running? I think that's a big facet. But if you ask most Texas fans, I think they want it. There's one thing they want to see. They want to see what Arch Manning looks like throwing a football in, in, in the Texas uniform. And I think no matter what happens on Saturday, no matter what big plays, no matter what transpires, when Arch comes in and, you know, presumably gets a few gets a few reps, maybe a couple drives, what he does is going to be national news. No matter what else happens, <laughs> they are going to – and here's the best part. Texas fans, brace yourself. If Arch Manning throws a couple touchdowns in the spring game, prepare for Monday morning's is Arch ready to take over Quinn as the as the starter? Is Manning pushing for starter reps? And let us help you with no, no, and no. It's his Quinn Ewers job. He looks fantastic this spring, but a lot of fans want to see Arch Manning. You know what I want to see? I want to see Malik Murphy. That kid has an NFL cannon sitting on his right shoulder, and he's got a great personality. He's starting to develop. I want to see what he looks like as well. There's just so many different positions to, to little, you know, each guy has their own spot looking for development, but ultimately get home healthy. If Texas does that, Sark puts his head on his pillow Saturday night a lot easier. I think you always, uh, your, your word or your phrase for it is no one got hurt. So Texas wins. No matter what happens. <laughs> yeah. I think that, uh, that always holds true. So that'll do it for this episode. Justin, thank you so much for joining us. Make sure you like this video, subscribe to the channel, help us out. We'll be having a ton of content coming over the next, not only the next few days, but also the next weekend and week reviewing the spring game. Make sure you check out Inside Texas. InsideTexas.com is the place to go. You can get four months of Inside Texas Plus for just $1. And that deal runs out on Saturday, and that's when the transfer portal opens. So you're going to want to have all the information by the way, coaches, they could probably get, go out on the road starting on Monday, yeah. April 17th. We're going to have all the information on that. So come check us out. Justin, thank you so much. Rubble, the English Bulldog. If you're he's over here, he's so snoring. Much. Once we start talking, he's out. It happens. Hey, I've, dude, I've, we're, getting up, we're done. You want to say bye or not? <sighs> and we'll get him next time. So for Rubble, for Justin Wells, I'm Joe Cook. Thank you for watching. We'll see you next time. Thank you for watching. For more videos on Texas football, recruiting, and other sports, make sure you click the like button and subscribe to the channel to get the very latest updates. Uh, thank you for watching again and hook them.